Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. I am so excited for today's episode. Actually, excited might be an understatement. I am ecstatic because I have one of my best friends, Ardell Vio, um, who's a holistic nutritional consultant and essential oil educator here on the podcast with me today. And what we're doing is we are talking all about how creating passive income while building your empire is totally doable, is totally achievable. And Ardell's actually sharing how she did this in her own business, not just with one passive income source, but multiple passive income sources. So Ardell Vio is a certified holistic nutritional consultant and essential oil educator with over 10 years of nutrition coaching experience. She also teaches at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition and co-owns the Health Collective YEG, which is a workshop space in Edmonton, Alberta. Her passion lies in educating people on how they can become a crucial part of their own healthcare system. She believes that in this increasingly toxic world, being conscious of what you consume, what you think, and the products you use are all equally important. Using her knowledge in holistic nutrition and essential oils, her nutrition consulting programs are built on the three foundations, toxic-free eating, toxic-free living, and toxic-free thinking. Hey, Ardell, I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Thanks, Steph. I'm super excited. Kind of nervous, but super excited. <laughs> Don't worry, I get nervous too, and nobody here is judging you for that. So we're all on the same team here. It's all good. Um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to give you guys a bit of background about Ardell. Ardell is one of my absolute best friends. Her and I met years ago in Edmonton, where we both taught at um, Canadian School of Natural Nutrition, and we mm-hmm. quickly became friends. It was like this kindred friendship where, um, <laughs> like, just strangers meeting and then we just like all of a sudden we're really close friends so I don't know if you guys can relate to that but Ardell is one of those people that I love more than anything I pull so much inspiration from her Um, she's so genuine so caring and I know that you guys are really going to see that through this episode and you're going to really see why um, she's such an incredible person and such a valuable resource in this nutrition community so again thank you so much for being here Ardell Oh my God, what an intro. Thank you, Steph. Seriously. Um, and I feel the exact same way about you. And maybe we became such great friends so quickly because we're both Libras. But um, but yeah, I mean, so much of where I am today has been a lot to do with the relationship that you and I have built and the, the way that we were able to bounce a lot of ideas off of each other. So yeah, it feels really, really good to have such a great friendship. Yeah, I agree. I think having that person or people in your life, like kind of on your team is so important. And um, Mm -hmm. I didn't have that really when I first started out. Um, And then that became really important to me. So if you guys are out there, you know, really wanting that person or wanting that community, you know, really just go out there, try to find it, try to connect with those people who you feel comfortable with and who bring out your best self. Um, Because I know that's something I did. And it sounds like Ardell um, put a lot of effort and energy into doing that as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of like why I am, why I was able to get to where I am today for the fact that, I mean, if you, if you look at my bio, you'll see that I do a lot. Um, however, I feel good because it's all under the umbrella of health and wellness. And um, so maybe I'll just kind of go into what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to ask you, you know, tell us a bit about yourself and, you know, what you do in your business right now, because I know you wear a lot of hats, but like you said, they're all yeah. under nutrition. And they all make sense. Mm-hmm. So I actually, I'll just kind of give a little bit of my background. Um, I've been within the nutrition and weight loss industry for over 10 years. I worked at a weight loss center for eight years prior to starting my own nutrition consulting business a couple years ago. Um, I graduated from CSNN in 2013, and then they actually asked me to teach a couple courses um, the following year. And so um, I taught a couple classes, and then that slowly grew over the last few years. However, I've had to cut back recently just because my own business has picked up quite a bit. So 
Um, so yeah, so I do nutrition consulting, and then I also have the Health Collective. Um, it's called the Health Collective YAG. Obviously, you know about this, Stephanie, because together uh, we started it. And so it's a little uh, rental space, workshop space here in Edmonton that um, I run workshops out of, see my clients there. But then my business partner, my now business partner, Amanda Cook, and I, um, we rent out to other people to uh, facilitate their workshops and classes and meetings and things like that as well. And then in addition to all of that, one of like my main um, focuses, my bread and butter is uh, I'm an advocate for doTERRA essential oils. So as you can see, all of that kind of becomes under the category of health and wellness. And my my tagline or my uh, niche market is I like to break down the barrier of toxic free living of where it doesn't have to be complicated or confusing and you don't have to live off the grid to do it. So I like to encourage my clients to be um, toxic free under the categories of living, eating and thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really great. And I love that you, you know, you've really evolved into that role. Like I think you've always been the person who, um, I guess, ate very, you know, balanced, right? And you like health in nutrition was very important to you and health in your skincare has also been really important. Um, and then essential oils kind of came in and became that like, I guess, physical product to really push through that message for you. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I think because it's a lifestyle and um, you can look at it as certainly as a product, but it's really for me, it's been um See, when I first started consulting, I I was only using the essential oils for my own personal use and um, specifically for pain management. And then I started like when as consulting with my clients, they would come to me with very similar issues or problems. And so I would just share some oils with them. And then naturally that gravitated, like they started to really gravitate to the product. And it was a while before I decided to actually implement it as a business. It it was a very organic process. But what I loved about that is it actually, because the essential oils aren't specifically just for the body, they replace so many things in the household as well. They really open your door to spiritual healing that it allowed me to kind of tap into these other areas of um, health and wellness and not just talk about nutrition. It was just such an easy transition for me. Um, So I feel like the oils very much become like a tool or like the first step for people that are wanting to explore that area of their life. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I know that I at one point was also doing doTERRA. I was also kind of dove into the whole network marketing and, um, you know, bringing more of like that product into the business. And that's a whole other story of why I'm not doing that any longer. And I'm sure I'll get into that on the podcast at some point. But I know that I did bring that in because I personally saw that, you know, even though we went to school for nutrition, you know, you graduate, you start seeing clients and you're like, wow, it's not just about the food. Frankly, I oh, think yeah. it's less about the food and more about the lifestyle, more about the habits, more about all of those things than the actual food. So I'm right there with you where it's like, you know, what can I actually help to utilize or what can I bring in that's addressing not just the nutrition aspect, but the body, mind, spirit aspect as well. Totally. And I think it's just so important to um, to express that to your clients and be really like that. That's really what makes us unique and different than um, dietitians. And I'm not saying that all dietitians operate in a very specific way. Some of them do operate in a holistic manner, but that's why I absolutely love the industry that we're in the holistic industry is because we do really honor the fact that it's not just what we're eating. There's so much more that comes into play where, you know, if you're having a really off day, sometimes that initiative to eat a healthy meal isn't there. And we kind of have to learn the tools to break down what's actually going on. And I think that there are two ways. I I know we're going to be talking about multiple, like this isn't the the exact topic of of your podcast, but I think that in my opinion, when you're stepping into the nutrition industry and you're trying to find that niche, I think it's important to kind of determine like what really makes you happy? And are you going to go more of a therapeutic, somewhat of a clinical avenue, or are you going to go more of like a spiritual avenue with food and nutrition? Um, And I I think you could pull in a little bit of both, but you typically weigh a little bit more on either side of 
of that, if that makes sense to you. I don't know if you could relate, but... Yeah, definitely. I think you're totally right. We learn a specific model. And of course, we learn in a way where it's like we kind of, um, yeah, we learn to address like all of the health issues, all of the potentials, all of the different, you know, client concerns. Um, But when we come out of school, it's like not as advantageous for us to actually try to solve everything for everyone. It makes more sense for us to get really clear on what we actually love doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's good to have the learning basis of, you know, knowing kind of a lot of different things to help a lot of different people, but that's going to really overwhelm you in the end. Um, So it's really about getting clear on like, yeah, how you can help people best, why you want to help people and what, is what even makes you excited <clears throat> you know it doesn't make sense to go down an alley or a way in your business that you're dreading or that you don't feel connected to it makes the most sense to really do something that you're waking up every day about and feeling like I love doing this sometimes it's yeah. hard sometimes I want to give up but overall I really love doing this Yeah, absolutely and I think I guess that kind of leads into like why I'm a part of a few different avenues, like different uh, income revenues is because like uh, unique to my experience is that I was working for a weight loss center for eight years prior to starting my own business. So I had a ton of experience consulting with people. And I was very fortunate that at the time when I was consulting, I was also going to school for CSNN. And so I was able to take what I was learning and implementing it with my clients right away. And what I realized is that consulting one-on-one for some people, and this was for me, it felt like it almost had an expiry date on it, only for the fact that I felt it starting to get quite draining because sometimes you are in this role of you getting very personal with your clients. And I also knew that it wasn't going to be conducive to the lifestyle that I truly wanted, where I could pick up and leave at any time. So when I'm like working with my clients one-on-one, I was like, wow, okay, so in order for me to make income here, I'm going to have to be here pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I started to look at other ways, like where where can I start building more income, but at the same time, keep it in line with what I'm doing and what I believe in and really what I'm passionate about. And I stayed very open. Um, I'll be honest with doTERRA, I was very closed, (laughs) very closed off to the idea of it. But with the health collective and with some of the other areas of my life, I was very open to those. And But then eventually when I started to see, and we'll we'll go through that as to how I kind of um, said yes to doTERRA, but that that I think is something that's really important um, for everybody listening to this is that if there's something that comes across your way and it's like, you know what, that does kind of pique my interest, I'm going to look more a little bit into that and keep it, keep it there, like keep a little bit of the open door. But the one thing I'd have to say is that what's really important is that when you start dipping your toe into multiple areas, make sure one area is really strong foundation before you bring on something else. Don't do too many things at the same time. Yeah, you're so you're so right there. Because I think what can happen is, you know, on one hand, we want to keep the door a little bit open, but we want it like a jar. We want like little things slipping through. We want to sit with the ideas. We really want to ask ourselves, is this something I want to bring in and something I want to, you know, do on the side? Because let's be honest, even if it's something on the side, it's still going to take a lot about a lot of your time and your energy. So even though we're saying passive income here, um, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more later, but you're still actively doing a lot of work. So If you start Mm -hmm. bringing on, um, you know, five or six different passive income potentials or different companies you're working with or different possibilities, you now have to juggle those all. And that can be really overwhelming in terms of, you know, you trying to balance that as an entrepreneur. But I would say more so arguably that you are now people your message becomes a little bit washed out. If you're trying Mm -hmm. to talk about way too many things and seven different products you're recommending, like in terms of maybe you're part of seven different network marketing companies, you know, where is that kind of beacon of light? Like Ardell said, where's that stronghold or where's that big kind of thorough line that you're sticking to? Um, So instead of jumping from thing to thing, what's the one that's kind of the constant in your business? Absolutely. Totally. I completely agree with that. And I think on that note too, don't say yes just because you're going to make money. 
Yeah. Or that the like the just the peel of money because that that creates an expiry date right there on that business. If you if you say like, well, I'm going to do this because that girl's making a, a you know a crap ton of money, I think I can do that too. You can swear. Oh, okay, good. Um, so like you have you have that inclination. It's like, hey, I'm I'm going to do it because she made a lot of money there. I, I don't feel like one, you're going to come off very authentic. And two, when things get tough and you're not making money, there's no reason for you to keep going with it. Mm-hmm. And so you really got to ask yourself, like each business that I'm a part of, there is a huge why behind each one of them. Yeah. And that, that like they all, again, a big thing that I love, love, love being able to do is one, putting the health back into the person's hands, encouraging them to become an advocate for their own health um, and more of an educated consumer. But at the same time, I'm all about community, community over competition. Mm -hmm. And Every like when I'm teaching at CSNN, I'm teaching the students that, you know what, when you graduate, we're in this together. The more successful you are, I truly believe the more successful we all will be because that gives us all hope. And so I'm going to help them and like walk them through that when I'm with my when I'm building my doTERRA team. Again, it's all about community and encouraging them that we can do this together when I'm working with my clients, we're in it together. And then the health collective, it's all about bringing women and groups of people together with like-minded interests. So yeah, I'm all about the community. Yeah, that's fantastic. And it really does kind of paint the picture that, you know, every opportunity for you, whether it be essential oils, whether it be a workshop space, whether it be teaching, it all has to align back to that why that you said, mm-hmm. you know, are, is this supportive of not only me, but the people in it? Is this um, building community? Is this creating a connection? And if you can really like ask yourself those questions like you have and see, you know, is that in this opportunity, um, that's going to feel more aligned to you. You're going to feel like, you know what? Yes, this, this checks all of the boxes or it checks most of the boxes and really give yourself that space to sit with it and not just say, yep, off the bat, I'm going to do it you know, really ask yourself, is this an aligned opportunity for me? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So why don't we now go into, you know, you've talked a little bit about doTERRA, you've talked a little bit about the health collective. Why don't we just talk about both of them and like how you use both of them as different passive or, you know, different streams of income coming into your business? So uh, with the health collective, it's something that, um, well, one, it allows me, it has, it gives me a physical space. I used to see clients out of my house, which can sometimes, it, you know, I, I like to keep boundaries around who is in my own, like my home. Um, so it allowed me to be able to see my clients without having to rent an office space. But at the same time, because a big part of my doTERRA business is hosting classes and different gatherings, whether it's for my team or for my customers or for new customers, um, that also gives me an opportunity to use uh, to use it for that. So they really play off of each other. And then it like I was also doing quite a few nutrition types of workshops as well too. So that gave me a space to do it. Um, but right now, how the health collective is is set up, where we basically were just my business partner Amanda and I were just really trying to get our our name out there. It's a relatively new business, so getting our name out there, encouraging people that we tried to make it a very affordable space for people to be able to come in, and you know, um, and one big thing that we like to do is support the people renting from us. So giving back to them by sharing their workshops and such. Then with doTERRA, the reason why I chose that line of business, first of all, like I said, when I started using the oils for myself, it was for like pain management, stuff like that. I had zero interest in the business. In fact, the class that I went to, <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. The The doTERRA class that I had gone to where I was first introduced to really maybe in my third or fourth experience with oils in general, I was so skeptical. I was that person with my arms crossed, like 100% judging the lady, sharing the information. And then she like started throwing all this science at me and like, like really legit facts about these oils. And I was like, oh, so this stuff isn't really just gimmicky. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then, so like I said, I started using it for myself, but because I saw such a natural like need for it with my clients, it just very easily started to become a part of that. And then, as I mentioned before, I, I decided, personally decided that I wanted to make it my main focus because I wanted to step down from having so many one-on-one clients. I wanted to be able to have the time freedom and the location freedom and Honestly, the biggest thing is I freaking love sharing these oils and talking about them and exposing people to that industry. So that's a big reason why I chose to really focus on it. And something you said earlier when you were like, you know, passive income does not mean little work. Hell yes, people need to realize that. Passive income does not mean that somebody is going to sign you up for whatever it is or like you're going to create an online program and you're going to launch it and you're just going to sit back and like let the money rain in. Definitely not, especially not now when there are so many things out there. Yeah, It's like one of the best quotes I heard is that when you commit to doing a business with any business, you can do it part-time, you can do it full-time, but you can never do it sometimes. Hmm. And that, yeah, it really resonated with me. So when I'm mentoring other people that are doing doTERRA with me, or even like I I talk to a lot of other students that are doing their nutrition business and they're really struggling getting it going. Well, to be honest, you can, you can put this business into your life at any capacity that you want it. But if you do it here and there, you're only going to make money here and there. Mm-hmm. But if you do a little bit every single day, you will see it grow. But it has totally. to happen every day. Yeah, I completely agree. And that really can be said for your entire business, right? It needs to be, you know, when we talk about consistency and being online consistent or sharing your message consistently, I'm not saying spend 10 hours a day being like, hey, listen to me, here I am, you know, sharing your message, like, and and taking all of your time, I'm I'm simply just saying, even just dropping in, checking up on someone, um, checking with a client, putting something up online, just some even like micro step that's bringing you towards a bigger goal is going to be way more beneficial than spending one day doing a ton of work, feeling burnt out, and then not touching it again for two or three weeks. It yeah. has to be the steps that are continuous so that you feel like you're putting continuous effort in it. And it doesn't have to be overwhelming effort. It just has to be a step in the right direction. Absolutely. And sometimes like you're going to, you're like doing the littlest things like reading a motivational book or like doing some self-care is actually in line with you building your business and doing something like something like I I like to break it down for my team is that, you know, you got to do your personal growth. You got to set time for that, but then you also got to like actually structure and plan your income generating activities. That's, that's really important and not to feel gross when you're planning that because sometimes people are like, ooh, that sounds so like salesy. It's not because you probably, if you have any experience with doing your nutrition business, you know that there are some tasks that are purely for getting your name out there, not necessarily for making a sale, but then there are also those income generating activities. Yeah, I talk a lot about that um, with my clients. And I have talked a little bit about that on the podcast that, you know, when you're in that overwhelmed space of the 101 things you need to do, what I really like to teach my clients is, you know, there's always going to be something that needs to be done. Always. Mm -hmm. That's any business you're in, you could spend hours doing every task. What I like to get my people to focus on is what are those income generating tasks, just like you said, and how can you do those every day? So even reaching out to a past client and getting a testimonial, that's a potential income generating task because that's creating that like, know, and trust factor for Mm -hmm. other people that might come in. Or maybe it is creating, um, some type of um, new offering, you know, for a client or something like that. Those are the things that potentially are going to bring money in versus, you know, we're spending so much time working on our business card or so much time working on a new handout or perfecting a blog post. And sometimes, you know, those things might bring income in, but a lot of the times we get in that perfectionist mentality and we stay there. And then there's, you know, really no room for growth because we have this high, high bar for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so well said. It's so true. And 
I know that you and I have talked a lot about like consistency. You got to do a little bit every day. That being said, we, you also have to schedule. I think it goes without saying that we're also encourage people to schedule time off. It's not that you can't, you know, but that that's part of you taking care of yourself and coming back to it. But really with any business, if you treat it like, you know what, I'll do it when a client comes to me or when, you know, somebody comes to me to, for my, in my experience, experience or my situation when somebody comes to me uh, when they want to buy an oil well that's the I mean yes you could build organically in some way but you really got to be creative and figure out how to get out there put yourself out there and those are the little things that I think that's when fear starts to creep in because it doesn't always feel comfortable but really we can't we can't say that we're going to be an entrepreneur and do our own thing and not work on it and treat it like we are the CEO of our business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really do like to position it as like, it doesn't have to be, like you said, you know, taking time off for self-care is just as um, important for your business as putting the time in, but it doesn't have to be these like crazy big tasks that we do. It just has to be, you know, again, maybe it is being visible or something where we're showing up even when the people aren't there. That's really mm-hmm. the point I wanted to say. I got there eventually, but basically, we, we yes, um, that's right. That's exactly yeah, yeah. Because a lot of us are like, okay, when the audience is there, I'm going to start doing the Facebook yeah. Live, or when the audience is there, I'm going to start selling the oils, or I'm going to bring in this new product or whatever. You know, that's backwards thinking. Uh-huh. The audience doesn't come unless we build it. So you are going to be talking to two people, maybe for three months, you know, two people in your community that are listening, but those are two potential clients. Those are two people you can maybe change a life of. But if we look at a small number on Facebook or Instagram or think, you know, who am I even talking to? That's, it's not going to push us forward. We have to show up regardless if the people are there so that when they do show up, we are not just beginning, we are in it, we're rolling and we know how we can help them right away. So true. And, you know, I think it's just really important to also say that it it always, like I've touched on already, but I just can't stress it enough that when your business isn't flowing and it feels really like sticky or restrictive, I think that that comes down to, are you doing it because you're in desperate need of making X amount of dollars or because you really want to be like, whatever, like credited that you have your own business? Or like, do you really love what you're doing and what you're capable of doing? And that's what it is for me. Like, I am so what the best part of my business is when I've worked with my client and it's that bittersweet moment in the end, Um, whether it's like when I say client, this also like I don't have doTERRA customers, I have doTERRA clients. So whether they are nutrition or doTERRA, when they come to me and they're like, what we did together worked and I'm starting to see the effects and that I can do this on my own. Like that is my, that's where I'm super excited because it's like, Hey, I made a difference in this. We together, we, I made a difference in this person's world because, and in their health and that, that why is what fuels me every single day to keep going. Yeah. That's so important. Um, And I know from experience, you know, you have very loyal clients. Mm -hmm. You have people that come back, you know, you might be done with them and they're like, but how can I continue working with you? People just love Ardell, okay? That's the point here. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I know I also saw today someone um, put a post up about you in the community just promoting your business. And there was like 10 comments of people saying how much you build up other people. Yeah, it just like it made me emotional because um, you are that type of person. And I think a lot of us get down on ourselves and we think, how am I going to bring value? How am I going to show up? How am I going to you know, make this a business? And honestly, if you can take anything from me doing my podcast and telling you guys, you know, I show up as I am, mistakes and all. And if you can take from Ardell and see, you know, she's showing up just how she is, you know, that is what is going to drive your business. Mm -hmm. Who you are is what drives your business. It's not about having the best be all end all program with all of the, you know, um, bells and whistles. (laughs) Sure. It's important to have a good program, but you're investing in you and you need to be authentic and you need to be aligned in order for people to feel like I want to put my money in that person's pocket. 
is really what it comes down to. I know when I'm making a decision based on what massage therapist I'm going to want to go to, I read the bios and I'm like, who am I attracted to? Like I I do this for a lot of restaurants. I'm like, which restaurant am I really feeling? And where do I really want to spend that money that I, you know, took, I've worked so hard to make, right? So people also want to feel that when they're working with you is, you know, they want to know you're aligned and they want to know that you are truly you. Uh, Totally. And if we really think about it on a larger scale, I think all products and businesses are under a microscope for the fact that there is like, you know, there's just so much exposure on a company and that people are like, as consumers, we're becoming way more conscious of who we're buying from. So even when it comes to like clothing companies and things like that, it's getting to the point where it's like, yeah, I really like that shirt, but I really resonate with this company because they're doing so much more for the, for society and for the environment. And they're using like high quality ingredients and things like that. Like they, that we're, we're just being way more conscious consumers and we kind of have to treat our nutrition business in the exact same way or whatever business you're in that people want to know that you are a good person and that they want to get connected to you. Like I said, we're kind of under this microscope because of social media and that like, you know, you can read the, and there's so much out there. I don't want to say that it's saturated, but there is a lot. And so you kind of have to stand out. And the only way you're going to do that is through you as a person. Yeah. Yeah. And I can just say as an outside perspective, I know you and I have talked about this a lot in the past of like you being vulnerable and sharing your stories. And I've even noticed in like, just even the last few months, you are sharing a lot more vulnerable stories about yourself and background about yourself and your experiences. And to me, it looks like it's really working because people seem to be gravitating towards you. You seem to be gaining traction. And it seems to be like, I can really look at that and be like, that's the Ardell that I know. That's the person I know. It's not someone, you know, we, I think we worry about being this online persona. And I even have to think of that sometimes. Am I coming off as Stephanie or am I coming off as like the persona of Stephanie? So I think it's just so important that we are really open and transparent so that, you know, someone doesn't come into your practice and you're a hundred percent different than you were online. Totally. We need to be really, you know, we have to be ourselves. That's the, that's the best thing we've got going for us. So we have to use that to our advantage. Yeah. I mean, if I were to like, look back at how I used to, uh, like if somebody asked me about oils when I first started, I've been doing it for like two years. Um, and when somebody asked me about an oil, I'd go into like lavender does this, this, and this, and like all the scientific facts to it. And they're like, oh my God, like that's a lot. But then now when I'm like, you know what, this is how I use lavender. This is my experience with it. This is an experience of some of my other clients that have used it and also giving them the science. I think that's incredibly important. But when you actually give them something that they can relate to, that's when people are like, oh, okay, this totally makes sense. Yeah, I want to use that. And then it also takes a lot of pressure off of people when they feel that they have to know every single thing in order to do the business. Whether like I get again, whether that's oils, nutrition, supplements, whatever it is that you're you're niching into, you don't have to know everything. You just have to make sure that whatever you're saying, you're honest about, you're authentic, and that you like you can really speak to how you've been able to use it. Yeah, I agree. I think that's so important. Um, And that's why it really is best to work in an area that we know or what we feel comfortable with or what we have experience with, because that's, again, how people relate. So I want to just dig into a little bit about how can someone, when bringing, you know, maybe it is like some kind of passive income source, maybe it's a network marketing company, um, whatever it might be, how, and let's say it's more product-based, like they're selling a supplement, they're selling an essential oil, they're selling, um, I don't really know what the else there is, but they're selling, you know, a physical product. How can they be authentic while selling this product? Because I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. You know, this is going to come off salesy. People aren't going to like it. I'm going to be one of those people. My mom always brings up the Tupperware salespeople from like oh, yeah. you know, the 80s and has this like negative stigma about, you know, when someone's selling a product. So how do you approach being really authentic with that? Um, kind of like how I said that we're under a microscope. So people are going to read you very quickly if you are selling something just because it's making you money or you want to make money. 
The best thing you can do is before you say yes to anything, use it. Be mm-hmm. a customer first and go through the experience of being a customer. Like allow someone else to help you and guide you and really like, you know, consider like, what did you like or didn't like about that experience? Can you do it better differently and then say yes? Or did it turn you off completely? And you're like, no, I don't want to be a part of that. I think that that is probably like when I'm building my team, I'd so much rather have somebody just actually use it, um, use the oils and actually understand the lifestyle versus just jumping into it and being like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to sell this. And because, you know, again, coming back to the money aspect, but There's so much money to be made. It's just, it's going to be a heck of a lot easier when you really respect what you are selling. And the other thing is before you say yes to any company, I truly believe that you have to do your research. I did an extensive amount of research because like I said, when I went to that class, I wasn't just skeptical towards essential oils. I despised network marketing and direct <laughs> sales. I had a bad experience myself. And through that, I realized that the reason why people have stigmas around that is it's their own stories. Because really, if we look at it right now, to be honest, the network marketing industry isn't that much different than how bloggers are designing their business. In mm. fact, I say that network marketing is more true and authentic because I've seen so many bloggers like I have personal relationships with them and I know what they're actually using, but then all of a sudden they have a sponsored post of a product that was probably sent to them last Monday and they're posting about it Friday, acting as if they've used it their whole life. Yeah. You know, like I think we're in that kind of scary, scary time. It's empowering for some people and can be scary for others where it's like, there's so much out there. And when you put your name on something, you are vouching for that. You totally. are saying, this is what I believe in. And I want you to go spend the money that you've um, done a lot of work, a lot of hard work to get and spend it on this because I'm telling you that this is a good thing. And people love recommendations. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody tells me, oh, I didn't go to that restaurant because I had a bad experience, but this other restaurant and they name off all the reasons why I'm like, Ooh, I can't wait to go. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going based on the experience and the recommendations. So that can also go against you where if you're promote, if you're promoting a lot of products or bringing in so many passive income resources, but you're not vouching for them, you're not doing the research, you're not seeing if you really like the product, that's not going to look so great on you. And that might negatively impact your business in the long run. Oh, it's so true. And I think, yeah, like I said, just do the research, do the research behind the product itself, but also the company and um, really see if the company for me was a big part that even if I loved the product, but if there was some like weird stuff going on behind the scenes in regards to the company that created it, I I wouldn't put my name on it. Anybody that knows me knows that like knows me really well would know that me putting my name behind one specific product is actually a very huge deal. And so saying yes to being on board and I mean, it was like I said, it was quite natural for me because I loved it and I was a customer first, but then seeing like just how incredible of a company doTERRA is as a whole and I know like I I, I obviously I'm going on about doTERRA because that's my company that I'm standing behind I know that there are some other really great MLM businesses out there but I know that there's also some really not so great ones so again just do your research yeah for sure and um, again feel make sure that you're connected to it you're not just doing it because so and so told you it was a good opportunity um we want to, we're in this for the long run, right guys? We're not here to just make quick money. We're not here, you know, to build a business in 30 days. Like, yeah, it doesn't happen that way. It takes a really long time. So, um, and this isn't to scare you off where if you do something and it doesn't work out means that you're, you've soiled your own business. And I won't go into it in much detail, but I did do doTERRA as a business um, through a different upline. So it wasn't through Ardell, through a different one. And it wasn't a bad experience with doTERRA or the upline or anything. It was simply that I got brought in at a higher level. So someone actually left the company and I got brought in at a higher level and I didn't actually start from the bottom. So what this meant for me was that I didn't have to do all the startup work to see how hard, you know, or how um, much 
kind of, I guess, effort it might take to build yourself up just like any business you're in. You know, you have to build from the bottom. So I was kind of given this opportunity and it didn't work out for me because Mm -hmm. I wasn't willing to put in the effort. And that was a huge learning opportunity for me is that when we talk about passive income and we say, it's not just passive in the sense of you never have to do anything with it. You do. You have to work hours. You have to put in the effort. You have to put in the energy. And if it's something you're not aligned with, it's going to feel really hard. It's going to feel like a really big struggle. And something that might work for me might not work for Adele and something that works for her might not work for me. So we're all so different and we really have to honor that. Oh, totally. I think, yeah, being true and honest with yourself. And when, when you say yes, give it a good, like, you want to give it a good decent amount of time. I I don't know if there's an exact number, but what I hear from a lot of people say, it's like, give it a good year to get your business going. And if after that time, you're still not feeling too, like maybe it takes a little bit longer for some people, but if you're still really not clicking with it, things aren't happening. I think that's when you just kind of have to be honest with yourself and decide, okay, am I going to continue with that? But, But yeah, and I think there's no shame in saying that it didn't work. I think that's just... I mean, look where it's brought you now. Like you found your your niche and your your baby that you just love and you nurture so well. So I think everything happens for a reason. And it's also, not only that, it's given you an incredible amount of knowledge of knowing what that type of experience is so that when you have some of your clients right now building a business, you could probably give them some insight and some ideas. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I like to think of it as no opportunity is wasted. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to go down paths that maybe we weren't supposed to, but, you know, now being, you know, five years into my business and seeing like, okay, at the beginning, I didn't have like a system for like talking myself through, you know, here's an, here's a, um, like an opportunity and here's how I can look at it. Here's the questions I can ask myself to see if it's right for me. I just was like, okay, I'll do it. Like any opportunity. I was like, just give it to me. And then it was like, I was book solid. I was burning out. I wasn't feeling good. And I was resenting my business because my business was taking over my life. Yeah. So it's really about, yeah, just like feeling, I've said this like 10 times now, but feeling aligned with the opportunity and really feeling if it's a right fit. And if it isn't, like Ardell said, sitting with it long enough to like figure out is it a right fit or not and if it isn't it's okay for it to let it go right there's going to be something else that is going to be illuminated in your path that's going to be the way you should have went or it's going to open up for you something different yeah it's so true and I think we've talked about this before and I'm sure people listening to this have heard this uh this before but FOMO versus JOMO like the fear of missing out versus the joy of missing out I really try to apply that now when I'm saying yes because there was a time when I first started that I was saying yes to way too much and it wasn't until this past year that I got more clarity as to what I really wanted to do and where I wanted to spend my time and then also knowing that when you fuel all of your resources and your energy into those things that you're so passionate about, that's when you really see it grow and take off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love that. The, it's like the joy of missing out. I have to remind myself that like <laughs> on week, people like being out on the weekend and I'm like, oh man, I should know. I be going out too? Like everybody's out, everybody's doing it. And I'm like, but Stephanie, what what fuels you? What do you want? Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, I really recharge when I'm by myself. But we can throw ourselves into these opportunities because that's what everyone's doing or everyone's making money that way or everyone, you know, we're, we're looking so externally, but it's like honestly about checking in with yourself and being like, but does this work for me? Mm-hmm. Because we're all so different. Yeah. So why don't you just, to wrap this up, why don't we just start talking about if somebody's listening to this and they're like, you know what, I'm, I've been really inspired to bring some kind of like passive income or network marketing or some type of like way to bring income in that isn't one-on-one consulting, um, what would be the first steps you tell them to take so that they can start implementing this into their business? Uh, well, with any company, I think kind of like what I mentioned before is one, do some research behind the company. If you're looking to actually like complement your business, um, I say like definitely research the company. But then also, um, I mean, if it were if if somebody was reaching out to me, what I would do with them is I would have like a decent phone call with them, like at least an hour or so. If they're in if they're in Edmonton, I'd probably meet with them in person and just like kind of give them like the full idea because it's not a get rich like 
quick kind of thing. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's work, but it doesn't always feel so much like work because it can be really fun and exciting. So I would say um, do that. But then also, as I mentioned before, whatever product it is, if you aren't yet using it, I would say start there. Really start to feel what it would be like to be a customer because when you know that, you will be like, you will give the ultimate customer experience. And Mm -hmm. you'll know like how you want to walk your own clients through. It's kind of like when I was starting my nutrition business, um, I was a a client in some way or form, whether it was seeing a naturopath doctor, whether it was, you know, going to my acupuncturist, I was, I was a client in some way. In fact, I even had, when I was in the weight loss um, clinic, I had a friend that was consulting me on nutrition. And so it's, it's the same thing. Like you kind of want to be on the other side of the table to know what it feels like so that you can really understand how to help those people. Yeah. And I think that is such an important point because like I shared my experience with you guys, again, it has my network marketing experience was literally, literally, sorry, not nothing to do with the company or my upline or anything like that. It was the fact that I didn't actually try the products first and develop that relationship with the products so that I could share that personal experience. So it, it wasn't authentic to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just so true where it's like you have to use something so many times and so often to see how you react to it, how it works for you, how it might not work for you so that you can share that personal story with other people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So is there anything else you want to say just before we wrap up here? Um, <laughs> we mostly just like if, if I could give like one big piece of information, it's the stay open. Like I, like I mentioned before, stay open, don't judge or put your own story and project it on what other people are doing. And, you know, if, if you're, if you're, whenever we're, you're, on social media and you see people selling something or whatever it is, just really ask yourself, like, you know, does that feel good? Do I feel like I'm being sold to or do I feel like I'm being asked to join an experience and a journey? And I think that if you just stay open to that, you'll be able to use your gut instinct to know if what you're doing is right. And um, yeah. And then also on that same note, just as I teach at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition and the business course, te- telling the students that you don't just have to consult. There are so many amazing opportunities in our industry, like incredible opportunities. So, yeah. And collaborate. Connect with yeah. others. Yeah, exactly. Right. We can really leverage the skills of other people and help them where they might need some support and build that community and have a good referral system. I mean, I will definitely do an episode on all of the different opportunities in a nutrition business because I think we're basically taught the model of like consulting with clients, um, mm-hmm. which can be a really fulfilling um, path to go down. But if that's not feeling right to you, or you want to do that, and also do a few other things, there are so many things that you can be doing. And I know Ardell yeah. really showed us, you know, network marketing or bringing on like a product um, is a one way to do it opening some type of like community spot for people, you know, that's just her examples of what she's done. Um, But there's so many so I'll definitely get that content to you guys eventually. So you can start thinking outside of the box a little bit. Yeah, that's so awesome. And thank you just really quickly on that stuff. Sorry, I know we can, you and I can probably talk for hours, but like, (laughs) like with my experiences is say yes to one thing, do it really, really well, then say yes to another and start doing that. Like don't say yes to too many things all right at the same time, because it'll be hard to figure out how to build one, each one. Um, So like, you know, if you're just getting going with your nutrition business and you want to bring another thing onto the side with it just make sure that it's a really easy transition versus like something totally out of the box but that's yeah yeah the last thing <laughs> yeah no and I think that's so important I know I've been trying to implement this in my business a bit more I have to remind myself it's not a race mm-hmm. it's for we're in it for the long term so you don't have to jump from idea to idea to idea you can stick with something for a really long time and get so good at it and get raving reviews and then move on to the next thing mm-hmm. there is nothing wrong with that so sometimes it's like about cutting out the noise of the busyness going on on the outside and really just picking those few things that you're going to put all of your energy and intention into. Totally. Yes. Yeah. 
Okay, Ardell, I am sad to say goodbye because like you said, I could talk to you for hours, but nobody wants to listen to a three-hour podcast episode. I would love to have you on again because there's so many topics we could cover. And um, you've been such an integral uh, person and piece of my business building journey. So I'm sure I'll reference you a lot on the podcast. And I'm so happy that people got to know you and um, can now kind of join your world and your community community because you're such an incredible person with so much knowledge. So can you share with us how people can um, follow along with you either online or also through doTERRA? How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So the best way is probably um, I'm actually redoing my website. So don't don't pay attention to my website. Um, but uh, I, I'm actually going a little bit through like some rebrand, rebranding. But currently, the best way is to find me on Facebook. I have my Ardell's Essentials business page. And then I also have my free Facebook group where I share nutrition, lifestyle, um, essential oil information, tons of stuff in there. It's called Aromas and Avocados. And then on Instagram, I spend a majority of my time. I love the platform of Instagram. So I use that quite a bit. So again, my handle on there is Ardell's, uh, Ardell's.essentials. I don't know if you can link something up. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put all of the links. Um, so you guys have direct access to Ardell. And is there a way if someone right now is like, you know what, I've been thinking about doTERRA. I've been like, knowing it's right for me. I'm feeling aligned with it. Ardell seems like the right person for me. All the stars are aligning. Is there a way that they can join right away? Or do you actually suggest that you guys have a conversation on Instagram or something like that first? You know, I would recommend that if we start the initial conversation through either email or Instagram, like you said, um, yeah, find me on there. Or if you want to email me, it's ardellsessentials at gmail.com. I that will probably lead into some type of phone conversation just because I want to make sure that you want me to work with you and I want to work with you because yeah, if we don't click it, actually you could do this business no matter what, but initially I think it'd be really awesome if we could have a phone call. Um, So they could certainly do that. However, if you're like, if you're looking not necessarily at it as a business and you want to just grab a few oils, I still encourage you to reach out to me. We can um, talk and see which products would be best for you. But um, if you go to my Instagram, you'll see that I have my um, all my links on there as well. And then also through email too. Perfect. And like I said, I'll make sure you guys get all of those so you can connect with Ardell and get that relationship started. So thank you, Ardell. I'm so happy to have had you on. I'm so sad to say goodbye, Um, but we'll let everyone go (laughs) so they can get on with their day. And um, yeah, thank you so much again. Thank you, Stephanie. And thank you to everyone listening. I love this community you're building. I really appreciate too um, for you reaching out and asking me to be a part of it. So thank you. For sure. Thanks, Ardell. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.